0: Circle, yes we rotate. 360 degrees, ha ha. 360 degrees, ha ha. 360, 360, 360 degrees, ha ha.
1: Right, miu yum, miu yum, cho onum and mokyam to full circle. Your cultural affairs radio magazine, produced by members and graduates of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program, broadcasting from right here at KPFA in Huchin. This is Occupied Aloni Territory, also known to settlers as Berkeley, California. And this week on Full Circle, we again will be covering three topics. And of course, we continue to keep our eyes and ears on Palestine. On tonight's show, we'll hear from a protest in Fairfield at the Travis Air Force Base, where Code Pink and Youth for Palestine protesters blocked entrances to the military base during the morning commute. And J.R. Valray of Block Report Radio continues to help us honor Black History Month with an interview with internationally known historian and author Gerald Horn, discussing how the energy being generated against the genocide in Gaza can be used to stop the genocide in the Congo. And they will also discuss the International Court of Justice case in South Africa. And to close out the show, we'll bring it back here to Antioch, California, as Antioch Mayor Lamar Hernandez-Thorpe signs the Pacific Environment's Mayor's Challenge, pledging no further investments of city funds into fossil fuel infrastructure. All that tonight on Full Circle. I'm your host, Freewell and Franklin. I'm coming to you from right here in downtown Antioch. This is occupied Bay Miwok territory. Keep it locked right here to KPF. Yes, again, Miuyam, Yum and Lovik, my heart is full. Thank you for joining us tonight on full circle. The death toll continues to rise in Palestine and in Gaza, now approaching 30,000, with an untold number of thousands trapped under rubble and missing. In opposition to the war here in the United States, protests have continued. In New York this week, nearly 100 Jewish American activists were arrested, along with their allies, when they blocked one of the roads on President Biden's motorcade. Also in Chicago, 30 plus people were arrested when they blocked entrances to the Woodward Manufacturing Plant. Woodward is a manufacturing plant that makes military equipment that has been used by Israel in Palestine. Well, right here in the Bay Area, or just outside of the Bay Area, actually, in Fairfield, protesters from Code Pink and Youth for Palestine gathered at Travis Air Force Base and blocked worker entrances during the morning commute. Up next, we'll hear some sounds and some interviews from that protest. And a quick reminder, you can see much of this on the First Voice Media Facebook page where i posted three videos of the action at travis air force base that's first voice media on facebook and a quick shout out to the democracy now team for using some of that footage on thursday's headlines killing
0: children no more
1: On Wednesday, February 7th, about 75 protesters gathered in Fairfield, California, at the Travis Air Force Base to protest the U.S. involvement in the genocide currently happening in Palestine. Protesters blocked the street and the main entrance to the Air Force Base. Before it was all over, at least four protesters were arrested. Hear some sounds from that day's event. And this started early in the morning before the sun came up to block the morning traffic. Ethnic
0: cleansing no more. Ethnic cleansing no more. Free free Palestine. Free Free Palestine. Free free Gaza! Free Free Gaza! Gaza needs food and water. Gaza needs food and water. Don't Gaza, Gaza, don't you cry? Palestine will never die. Palestine will never die. Gaza Gaza, don't you cry? Palestine will never die. Will never die. Gaza Gaza, we are here. Tell your not to fear. Tell your children not to fear. Gaza Gaza, we are here. Netanyahu, you can't hide. Netanyahu, you can't
2: hide.
0: Biden, Biden, you can't hide. Biden, Biden, you can't hide. We charge you with genocide. We charge you with genocide. Biden, Biden, you are a liar.
1: Protesters have now blocked the road to the main entrance of the military base and police are moving in. I'm going to jump over to the side and speak with Toby Blome of Code Pink. Cease fire
0: now! Cease fire now! Cease fire now! Cease fire now! Cease fire now! Yep, you guys can sort of a skirmish line and not allowed. Yeah, Stop killing children! children.
2: You you're blocking the road. It's no, illegal.
0: Stop robbing children! I'm in,
2: I'm in, I'm in. You Stop robbing hospitals! And we'll open up strapping. Nonviolence! Nonviolence! Stay in! You have blood on your head! You're protecting our lives! It's important to be out here today because my government is aiding
3: Israel and it's genocide in Gaza, and it's been going on for three-plus months, going into four months, and we need to stop it. Um, It's our responsibility when our government is so horrendously breaking international laws to step up and say no, not in our name, not with our tax dollars, no weapons to Israel. Stop she funding Israel the the East. and support Gaza for, really they have a right to live and exist. Man, how long you guys how, you on how long do you sleep at night? How long are we going to be out here today? We are going to be out here as long as we can. Um, we have no in time right now. Yeah. All right, thank you.
1: Okay, bye-bye. Free, free, There's
2: free Palestine. Palestine.
1: At this time protesters have let traffic flow but they eventually have returned to the road to block traffic again and the police have moved in to make some arrests. They're dragging two people out of the line of protesters blocking the traffic
0: are <muching> you
1: After the arrests were made and people reorganized, I stepped aside and spoke with one of the organizers with Youth for Palestine.
0: What is the reason for us? Cease fire now. Cease fire now. Cease fire now. Cease fire now.
1: All right, all right. This is uh, Free Will and Franklin. I'm out here at Travis Air Force Base with Code Pink and some other local activists. Uh, Could you just tell me your name and uh, if you're with an organization? Yes,
4: my name is Noor Huiz. I'm with actually Youth for Palestine. Actually, I'm in an advisory position with the Youth for Palestine Sacramento.
1: All right, and talk about the uh, the action that you're having today out here at Travis Air Force Base and why you're here. We're here to send a message
4: that we are against what's going on and actually in Gaza, we know that Travis are playing a really big role in that by sending weapons to help actually, you know, the occupation and also committing genocide in Palestine.
1: And it looked like some people were already arrested. Is that part of the plan today to
4: kind of disrupt things? To be honest with you, uh, we're not going to be holding any people from doing whatever they want. The whole plan was to be a peaceful protest, but I'm not going to be able to ask people. You know, if they want to take an, you know, a, a next step, they're, it's free. know, it's their freedom, sorry, to do that.
1: Now, can I ask you like some personal questions? Tell me about um, your connections to Palestine, and you know, what really drives you out here.
4: I'm actually from Palestine, and actually, me, my father, my my father's father, and my ancestors were born and raised in Palestine. So I'm 100% Palestinian. It's not only for me, it's for my neighbors, my cousins, my, actually, whoever actually, and I know, they were born and raised in Palestine. So I'm a Palestinian from Hebron. Yeah, and also I have members members of my family still in Gaza. And by the way, my cousin, my cousin, his family, him and his family are still under the rubble. His young family, still under the rubble since actually the beginning of November. Decomposing, by the way. So,
1: and um, what are you hoping to accomplish here today? Um, getting your voice heard, and uh, what else?
4: We are, to be honest with you, we hope that our voice is gonna be heard and we hope that the message has been cleared but we don't want our money to be associated with this war and we want it to stop. We want, to, actually we want peace for both parties. We wanna help actually saving civilians from both parties and that's what we here for. We don't want Netanyahu or whoever just committing genocide, because killing, you know, killing innocent people is a crime. There is more than thirty thousand people in Gaza. Over 30,000 30, people in Gaza right now are being killed. Half of them were children and women. So, more than two million people are being displaced. Uh, I mean, hospitals. We're talking about hospitals. There was actually more than seventy hospitals before the whole, before the whole. Genocide started now. There is nothing. There's no hospitals. There's no schools. This. It is a horrible situation in Gaza right now, and we've seen some actions in
1: the um, the international criminal court. Uh, How do you feel about what happened there? And what do you think about, um, you know, Biden, Blinken, all those guys uh, also? Do you think they should be charged with war crimes and abating in this genocide? We
4: have tried, actually, just, I mean, uh, last week, uh, one of our, actually, uh, care leaders, Basim al kurra and also a really good amount of lawyers, actually. Uh, they were, you know, really highly respected lawyers. They were trying, actually, and they filed a lawsuit against Biden. But we just heard that it's been this respectfully actually been actually registered. But to be honest with you, for Biden and Blinken and all of these actually uh, hypocritical leaders from both parties, they should be actually, uh, yeah, they should actually be, yeah, they're genociders, what do you say? I mean, seriously, they're nothing but genociders, yeah.
1: Talk about the difference you've seen in the way the world and our leaders reacted to what happened in Russia and Ukraine and what's happening now in uh, Palestine
4: and Gaza. Well, this is what, exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, you can see the double standard of what's going on right now in Gaza and Ukraine. What's going on in the Ukraine, I mean, it it just makes all the sense for our leaders. And this is how our hypocritical system works from both parties, not only one party. We're not talking about Democrats or Republicans. And both, it's a dictatorship, to be honest with you. We've been told something and they're doing something else. I mean, we're told that we're the leaders of the free world. We're the leaders of freedom. We're the leaders of I mean what this is this is a lie this is a big lie this is a big lie and it's not gonna go on for long
1: all right any last words you'd like to say to folks that might be seeing this um, being out here at the uh, military base Travis Air Force Base what would you
4: just like uh, people that see this to know we want them to know that this is actually cannot go on and basically we need to save people from both part both sides the Israelis and the Palestinian they have the right to live Without fear, the bombs, the rockets, uh, being killed, being tortured, we want them to live in peace. We want to be able to send also aids as soon as possible to our brothers and sisters in Palestine. There's no food, there's no water. People are just right now, we're, while we're talking, are being killed, tortured, and they are actually out in the rain. So we want to do we want to do what with what we can to help our brothers and sisters to survive the winter. And please, yeah, for everyone that hears that we need you guys to stand with us. And if things are getting complicated for you guys, please just ask. And you're going to have questions. Do not believe our system. Our system is not going to help you. They're not going to help you. They're not going to. They're deceiving you. They're giving you the wrong. They're feeding you the wrong information. And you need to wake up. And just search for the truth yourself. All right. Can you uh,
1: give me your name one more time and your organization? And if there's a way that uh, people can reach out uh, to your organization,
4: uh, give us that information too. My name is Noor Hariz. So it's N-O-O-R-H-A-R-I-Z. I'm with the Youth for Palestine. Actually, I am uh, an advisory position with the Youth for Palestine. So you can just follow us at Youth for Palestine, also on Instagram. and. Please do, yeah. Well, thank you for being out here today, and thank you for helping lead the chants. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for guys for being here, too. I appreciate it, seriously. You're awesome. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Genocide, Genocide no more! Genocide no more!
0: Ethnic cleansing no more! Ethnic cleansing no more! Killing children no more!
5: we won't forget the children can't resurrect them can't forget that we got censored and for those who didn't speak out trust me we remember we won't forget violence. All the tyrants who want to dehumanize us. These times are unprecedented. First we wanted peace, now we want vengeance. A million refugees looking for shelter. I can't believe they put their hands out, we didn't help them. Can't drink the poison. Don't forget Starbucks funded the oppression. The list goes on, the boycott's coming. The boy feelings and, and his anger is summoned. Can you feel the tension burning in your stomach? Allah all by my side won't surrender to nothing. And we won't forget nothing. From Palestine Nous vengerons, par les chansons et nos voix, prends cet enfant dans tes bras. Dès río à l'almar, Palestina sera libre, Nous ne pouvons nous traiter comme juguettes, nous n'avons pas d'arriver à l'eau, nous n'avons qui la Gaza. je ne Filistin, dualarımdasın, öldürülen çocukları unutmayacağız Onlar için savaşıyoruz biz the land should lotta nook Palestine the Congo No, no. we won't forget we won't forget. we won't we
1: won't, we won't forget all right welcome back to Full circle right here on 94.1 fm KPFA and KPFA.org. we are also on facebook at first voice media you just heard We Won't Forget by Carter Zaire, Jay Dean, and Shadi Aki. Before the music break, you heard some audio from a protest at Travis Air Force Base in Fairfield. And again, a quick reminder, if you want to see some of those videos that went along with that audio, just head over to First Voice Media on Facebook. Again, that's First Voice Media on Facebook And coming up next to keep us rolling with Black History Month, big shout out to J.R. Valray of Block Report Radio for this upcoming interview with historian and author Gerald Horn. And they're going to keep it on the topic of Palestine as well as the Congo and the International Criminal Court. Check it out on Full Circle KPFA. You are listening to another edition of The Block Report
6: with the Minister of Information, J.R. Val Ray. Today our guest is the legendary historian, author, professor and more, Gerald Horn. And we just wanna get updated on the world events that are taking place. It's a very hot time. You talked a little bit about it in your recent lecture that you just had. The International Court of Justice is who Israel of genocide. What does that mean? What are the ramifications for Israel? And can you talk about it being in the Court of Justice and not the International Criminal Court? Well, first of all, thank
7: you for inviting me. Uh, Second of all, the International Court of Justice in The Hague has oversight over cases emerging out of the Genocide Convention of 1948 and 1949. It adjudicates disputes between states. South Africa brought a case against Israel with regard to Israel's genocidal campaign in Gaza. The International Court of Justice, in an overwhelming majority, viewed that South Africa made out a plausible case for genocide. In order to say that Israel has committed genocide, that'll take many months, perhaps even years, to accumulate the evidence to make that case. International Court of Justice also suggested that Israel take immediate steps to ameliorate the humanitarian catastrophe in Gaza. There are those who have interpreted their decision to suggest that the only way to ameliorate the catastrophe is to have a ceasefire. Now, of course, the International Court of Justice did not call explicitly for a ceasefire. But it's fair to interpret their ruling in that light. Of course, the evidence that was presented by South Africa was overwhelming in terms of what they called uh, reproductive violence. That is to say, the fact that the infant mortality rate amongst Palestinian women is skyrocketing in terms of hunger. At one point, it was a judge that of the 80% of the cases of famine, extreme hunger in the world, were centered in Gaza, which only has a population of 2.2 million. Mm. So this was a very powerful case. You asked why it wasn't brought before the International Criminal Court, also in the Hague. Part of the reason is the International Criminal Court has dropped the ball. They have become really a tool of the North Atlantic powers. You might have noticed that disproportionately and overwhelmingly, they bring cases against leaders of Africa, right. interestingly enough. Uh, George W. Bush has not had to stand before the International Criminal Court, nor has his sidekick, former British Prime Minister Tony Blair, etc. The International Court of Justice is a more balanced court to that degree, and we can expect Israel to come back to the International Court of Justice, the ICJ, within maybe three weeks with a report outlining how they have sought to ameliorate the humanitarian disaster. I don't think that their report will be satisfactory because you know that since the ICJ rendered their opinion, they've still been massacring people. And so what that suggests is that the case will be then referred to the United Nations Security Council, where the US government would probably veto any measure. It can then go to the General Assembly, 190 plus member states of the United Nations. And depending on the language they craft, that they can get an overwhelming majority to sign on to. This could form a basis for further sanctions against Israel. I say further sanctions because probably the most effective sanctions thus far against Israel have come from Yemen, where the comrades there have been launching missiles at vessels headed towards Israeli ports, which is obviously hampering the Israeli economy, which is in freefall right now. So if you look at the parallel campaign against apartheid South Africa, you'll see many uh, relevant comparisons, for example, At a certain point, South Africa was expelled from the United Nations. There are those who are calling for Israel to be expelled from the United Nations. In other words, to further isolate and marginalize this current outlaw regime, the problem, of course, is the US government their major protector. During the apartheid era, we were able to force the US administration to impose sanctions against South Africa. And that was the beginning of the end, when their chief ally turned against them because of our activism. The situation now is different because the Zionist lobby is so powerful. The apartheid lobby could not hold a candle to the Zionist lobby in terms of power and influence. As you know, people are losing their jobs because of the Zionist lobby. People are afraid to speak out. So this is going to be a very tough and difficult battle, but I'm confident that we'll prevail.
6: In looking at what happened with South Africa, in the divestment movement. How effective do you think a divestment movement will be in terms of dealing with Israel and its genocide right now?
7: Well, it has a lot of potential. But as you know, potential means you haven't done it yet. But it's already in motion. You have a boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement. But interestingly enough, just to draw the comparison, in states like Arkansas, if you want to, say, come speak at the University of Arkansas at Fayetteville, you have to sign a statement saying you're not in favor of boycott, divestment, and sanctions against Israel, right. for example. We did not have something like that during the apartheid
6: era. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Is I was mm-hmm. going to say that the Zionists are way more ingrained into the social mm-hmm. structure that's right. of what's going on in America than, than their counterparts in South Africa. So then how would it be effective? Because you have everything from coffee shops to the record industry that are very much influenced by zionist israel how do you see that being accomplished today i mean
7: you mentioned coffee shops i mean starbucks that's what i'm talking is about. under pressure is being boycotted in west asia and the so-called middle east mcdonald's ditto coca-cola ditto uh, there's a lot of pressure on these major corporations because they're not just u.s corporations they have holdings all over the world And fortunately, there's a world majority that's against Israel's outlaw regime. And so that's a lot of where the pressure is going to come from. And I think that ultimately, uh, Israel will have to bow to that pressure just like uh, South Africa had to bow to that pressure.
6: The momentum that is being gained around Gaza, how do we use that momentum to stop the genocide in the Congo or to stop the century long intervention into Haiti. How do we use this momentum to stop it? Well, it's a difficult
7: question, but obviously the kind of infrastructure we build up in terms of organization to pressure Israel, that infrastructure is transferable to apply to the Congo, to apply to Haiti. Now, of course, sadly, the examples are not very positive. I mean, we had this entire anti-apartheid Southern Africa solidarity infrastructure. But after South African independence in 1994, it tended to dissolve. That's not encouraging in, in terms of trying to use this anti Zionist infrastructure for these other campaigns that you mentioned. But hopefully, what can happen is that we'll learn the lessons of the past. Obviously, the, the key to a lot of these problems and a lot of these questions that you raise comes back to organization, it comes back to organizing, it comes back to mass pressure. And sadly, we don't have enough of that in the United States.
6: Do you think that the United States needs an anti-war movement, does the left, does the black community? And if so, why do you say that? What lessons did we learn from the anti-war movement in Vietnam and, say, maybe even Iraq? Why do we need an anti-war
1: movement?
7: Well, we need an anti-war movement because we know that just within the last 24 to 48 hours the United States has widened the conflict in the region by bombing Syria and Iraq. Uh, we need an anti-war movement because our tax dollars pay for that bombing at the same time that homelessness continues to skyrocket particularly in California and we need more spending on education and health care as well. Now I should mention of course that in the past What happens when you have militant organizations arise is the state tries to crush them. And oftentimes the state is successful. And that sends a message to people that uh, perhaps they don't want to be crushed and therefore they don't want to be involved in any organizations likely to be subject to being crushed. But ultimately there's no way out because I think that all of this bombing that's taking place at the behest of the United States overseas not only metaphorically are these bombs exploding in public housing, in public schools, et cetera, but ultimately it lays the foundation for a kind of enhanced repression because bombing abroad is just another form of repression. And if you can execute that abroad, why can't you execute it at home? And so it's in our enlightened self-interest to campaign against uh, this kind of thuggery abroad that the United States is involved in because ultimately, if we don't, we'll be victimized.
6: Why are you optimistic about the future?
7: Well, because we have the numbers on our side. I mean, not only domestically but globally. That's the reason for optimism. Not now, of course, just because you know in South Africa—they had the numbers on their side since 1652, but it took to 1994 for the regime to be dislodged. I mean, that's what over 300 years. I don't think that our time window is that lengthy, <laughs> but. It does give us hope and optimism uh, that these repressive, oppressive regimes
6: are living on borrowed time. You were just listening to the voice of the author, historian, and university professor, Gerald Horn, on the Block Report with the Minister of Information, J.R. Valray. If you would like to hear more from the Block Report, hit us up on Instagram at Block Report Official. We out.
5: Cycle hey, hey, I'm not fucking bitch. شايل همومي بعفر في عبارات بسأل كتير يا عزة هل قصرنا هل في يوم خزلنا ولا انت اتأخرنا ألوم الوضع ليه وانتي الملام بلد بتربي اطفالها كيف يشوفو طيف احزانه تلمع عيون ملانه فاقد لما في حيشانه الساكنين نا جنجه وبيطاروا بحشانه الحاله صعبه الناس دي ملكت خرطومنا هيتورا ارض المقدس ما اطمانت ايدين بتترفع قلبة من ربها القب حالة تسمعني يا عزة وغزة تحت القصر وانا واقف وشايف ما شايف لينو بس واقف ما خايف اني اقول الكلمة يا عزة كم هنتي بس شعبك صابو يا غزة حرق الدعت حرج الرسم اطفال بقم من الصوت ته يوم حي زوره وقعد غريب الوطن المتمل سيدل رطولبي مو والله بحبك لا كرهاني لا طرداني لا وطني ومكاني حاسب عدم اماني اماني صغيره بس بيت طشات اماني صغيره على مالا Smart Contiment, the Heric Matfon fee to rock, the story of Motalco, the Tweed Dale All
1: right, welcome back to Full Circle right here on ninety four point one FM and KPFA.org. That song you just heard was an excerpt from a really long video called Street Rap Sudan, and that was just an excerpt by the artist known as Psycho. I'll post the link to the entire video and all the music videos from tonight on our website, kpfaapprentice.org. And before that music break, you heard from Block Report Radio and J.R. Valray. Thank you for that interview. We will post links to more of JR's work on our website, kpfaapprentice.org. And just a quick update on the posting to our website and social media. The links to the show tonight will be posted tomorrow sometime. Usually it's directly after the show, but that won't be able to happen tonight. So we will post it as soon as possible tomorrow morning. Now to close out the show, we're going to be bringing it back to Antioch, my hometown, Bay Miwok territory here. On Wednesday, Antioch Mayor Lamar Hernandez Thorpe signed a world-leading commitment to reject public investment in fossil fuel infrastructure. Here in the city of Antioch, this marks the beginning of the city's transition to a zero-emissions fleet and to mitigate the impacts of climate change on this small Delta town and the world in general. First off, we'll hear from part of the press conference. Then we'll hear a couple short interviews directly after that. Stay tuned. This is Full Circle right here on KPFA.
8: Hi, good morning, everyone. Um, my name is Fern I'm the Climate Campaign Director Four Ports at the Pacific Environment. Um, and I just want to first thank you, everyone, for being here today um, to commemorate um, the pledge that Mayor Hernandez Thorpe will be taking. Um, and it's a really significant step for the city and the Bay Area. Um, and especially, you know, thankful for you all for being here um, in this coming out in this rain. Um, so um, just I'm going to tell you a little bit about the um, Pacific environment and then also give you a little bit of context of um, why we're here and why it's so significant um, that the mayor is um, taking this pledge um, to reject investments in, of public money in new, renewed, or expanded fossil fuel infrastructure in Antioch. Um, and then I'll turn it over to the mayor himself. So, Pacific Environment is a California headquartered, local to global non-governmental organization that focuses on advancing systemic environmental reform through grassroots um, roots movement building and international diplomacy across the Pacific Rim. So our organization has a consultative status at the United Nations International Maritime Organization, or the IMO. And we work to transition our global societies off of fossil fuels and towards renewable energy, energy efficiency, and sustainability in a timely manner. Um, And with a particular focus on decarbonizing ports and the shipping industry. So as you know, climate change is already hitting us here in California. And due to human-caused greenhouse gas emissions, California temperatures have risen by at least three degrees Fahrenheit since pre-industrial times, with half of this increase happening rapidly since the 1970s. This is leading to increasingly frequent and more severe um, incidences of storms and flooding, heat waves, wildfires, um, drought, and power outages. The 10 hottest years since recorded history in the state have occurred since 2005. 14 of the most destructive wildfires in California state history have occurred in the last 15 years. And sea level rise in the Bay Area have risen over eight inches in the last 100 years. Antioch too is seeing local impacts of this climate change. We are gathered here at City Hall by the San Joaquin River Delta, which um, used to be a source of fresh water for Antioch historically, but due to sea level rise, um, rising sea levels, however, the river has been contaminated with salt water, forcing the city to invest in desalinization. While historically Antioch experienced 30 days per year of temperatures over 90 degrees Fahrenheit, By mid-century, the city could experience up to 70 days per year of 90 degrees Fahrenheit temperature, and by late-century, more than 100 days, unless we take bold action. So in March of last year, the scientists at the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change or the IPCC released their final warning report to humanity on what is needed to keep global heating in under 1.5 degrees Celsius um, in order to safeguard planetary boundaries and avoid climate and ecological collapse. According to the IPCC, global climate emissions must peak before 2025. That's a deadline of December 31st, 2024. That's a little under 11 months away from today. In addition, global climate emissions must be cut in half from 2019 levels by 2030, with methane being cut by a third during this time. Given this reality, the United Nations Secretary General stated that investing in new fossil fuel infrastructure is simply moral and economic madness. Fossil fuels, including coal, oil, and gas, are the largest contributor to global warming, accounting for 75% of GHG emissions and 90% of carbon dioxide emissions, and ultimately, the policy decisions made around our energy usage in the next few years are incredibly, incredibly consequential for the health and long-term well-being of our planet. So these are really some of the most decisive years, months, weeks, days, and even hours of our human history. So future generations of Californians, Americans, and global citizens are really counting on policymakers to display political courage, rise to the challenge, stand up to the fossil fuel industry, and invest in climate solutions. In addition to threatening our climate, fossil fuels pose immense risks to our public health. Fossil fuel pollution is directly um, related to one in five premature deaths globally including due to respiratory diseases, cancer, and asthma. And we are here today in the city of Antioch to commemorate the first mayor to sign on to Pacific Environment's global mayoral pledge to reject new, renewed, or expanded fossil fuel infrastructure in our cities. With the pledge today, Mayor um, Lamar Hernandez-Thorpe leads the way globally on committing to no new investments of public city money in in fossil fuels. He commits to removing authority from existing land use documents for any new, renewed or expanded fossil fuel infrastructure on city property. Acknowledging the detrimental impact of fossil fuels on our environment public health, and the well-being of our communities, the mayor commits to prioritizing clean and renewable energy sources and to promoting sustainable alternatives in all aspects of urban development and infrastructure planning. By rejecting new fossil fuel infrastructure, we will mitigate climate change in a timely manner and improve air quality, Reduce diseases and promote a cleaner and safer safer environment for all. Specifically, today, the mayor will commit to rejecting the fossil fuel infrastructure in Antioch in the following ways Um, no new production of oil and natural gas wells and drilling or coal mining, no petroleum gas stations, no bunkering facilities for ships and planes power plants including coal, oil and natural gas, pipelines, no new oil refineries, transport terminals, natural gas processing plants, petrochemical plants, gas connections to new buildings. And instead of making new public investments in these types of fossil fuel infrastructure that threaten our shared future, the mayor commits to investing in renewable energy, energy efficiency, and sustainability. So with that, I want to thank you, Mayor Hernandez-Thorpe, for your leadership and rising to the challenge for the people of Antioch and our planet. And signing this pledge really gives hope to future ge- generations of Antioch residents and Californians. And Antioch can beat the climate crisis, and that's by bold, timely action this decade, like this, in this decade, like this commitment from you. Thank you.
1: All right, we're down here at City Council with uh, Mayor Hernandez-Thorpe. Congratulations, by the way. Today, you got to um, sign on to the Mayor's Challenge of Pacific Environment's Mayor's Challenge. Um, First of all, just tell me, uh, how did this get your attention? Was this something you sought out, or did did they find you, or how did this happen? No, no, no,
9: they found me, as I'm sure they're looking for more mayors, and I'm sure they will take my proclamation and and, uh, entice more mayors to do the same. So yeah, they reached out to me uh, last year, uh, I forget what month, but it was towards the third quarter, uh, and, uh, and asked if this was uh, something I would be interested in. And I said, oh, absolutely, I'd be interested in this. Um, but at, I put a hold on it because um, we had a lot of other things we needed to, to deal with here at the city that uh, was,
1: uh, that currently continues to occupy a lot of our time. And. Um, I guess you've already been moving along with uh, Monica Wilson to ban uh, was it the gas pipeline that was going to come through? You mentioned in the press conference. Um, what else do you see um, this doing now that you signed this? Um, what is it a proclamation? What do you see that you're going to be doing um, to move things forward? What are some practical applications that you might employ? Um, well, the the easiest thing is obviously preventing
9: things from coming onto the to the agenda that um, that I feel. Uh, don't meet the principles of the pledge that i signed uh another thing that we'll be advancing is the uh the moratorium on on uh on gasoline station gasoline stations here in the city of antioch uh obviously we're also uh working towards zeroing out uh our our, uh, or moving to zero emission vehicles for everybody including the police department here in antioch so that's been an aspirational goal we've started purchasing some cars but uh, we need to codify this into to the law to make sure that moving forward those are the types of vehicles that we're purchasing instead of having an aspirational goal that the city council says oh you should do this but staff is still doing other things and so uh,
1: this will allow us to do that is does this include any like cleanup of any other sites around town that may be um dirty or is there any superfund sites or other um abandoned oil or gas wells that this may affect that you could take a look at and clean up, or is this just more of a a preventative um, ideas?
9: I wouldn't say prevent, I would say transitioning. Uh, Transitioning is what we're looking to do. Um, There are contaminated sites here uh, in Antioch, some because of old gas stations, and some because of of, uh, canneries. And so who would have known that, you know, tomato peels would have contaminated the land, but they do. And so uh, so that's something we're dealing with on a on a you know on a separate case-by-case basis, depending if there's development requirement, if someone's trying to develop a property or if the city is looking to develop a property, that's when we deal with those types of issues.
1: Okay, last question, I'll steal it from the other guy back there, but uh, how do you feel uh, about being the first mayor to sign on to um, Pacific Environments Mayor's Challenge, and um, you know, how does that got you feeling today?
9: Well, I'm excited on behalf of the people of Antioch, remember. So I don't do these things for myself. I do these things for the people of Antioch. I represent 120,000 individuals, uh, whether they voted for me or not. Uh, I represent them. And I think, uh, you know, you just, even, not that I govern based on polling, but when you look at polling data across across the country, people see global warming is a real thing people see climate change is a real thing and they want government to do something about it and so um this is government doing something about it and i'm glad that hopefully
1: uh, my little act today will inspire other mayors to do the same i guess i'll, I'll go for one more and i know you got to go but um you talked about the water getting too brackish and building the desalination plant i was going to ask some of these other folks but maybe i'll ask you of it um what about uh, what would happen to our um, wildlife here? I know we have a wildlife and plant life that is, you know, basically still freshwater. kind of learned how to adapt to brackish water. Um, tell us what in what you see if we get too salty here. It's going to be devastating and I'm not an expert on plant life and I'm not an expert on
9: animal animal life, but common sense should dictate that it's going to be excruciatingly bad uh, for the environment who has learned to adapt with uh, with uh, brackish water. You know, we live in a very unique place. There aren't a lot of places around the world or in this country in which fresh water and ocean water meet. And so, you know, I was proud to live in Maryland where I lived off the Chesapeake Bay watershed. Uh, and so the uniqueness of that and the uniqueness of what is happening here in on the Delta doesn't happen in a lot of places. And so it's 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 an important aspect of, uh, of life that we have to preserve. Which is why I remain uh, against the governor's proposal
1: for the Delta tunnels because it's going to impact uh, the, that way of life. That was going to be my last question about the tunnels. So, um, you don't want to see the uh, Delta tunnel project happen? No. All right, uh, Mayor Hernandez-Thorpe, thank you for your time today, and uh, thanks for signing the um, Pacific Environmental, uh, is it a proclamation? Am I getting- it's a mayoral proclam- proclamation, which means it uh, it only applies to me. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, we're going to have to leave it right there. Welcome back to Full Circle right here on 94.1 FM and KPFA.org. We are part of the Pacifica Radio Network We're also on Facebook at First Voice Media. You just heard some audio from the press conference held Wednesday in Antioch. That last voice you just heard was that of Antioch Mayor Lamar Hernandez-Thorpe. And before that, you heard the beginning of the press conference with the representative from Pacifica Environment. Just a reminder, I did make videos of the press conference and those interviews. And there was also two more interviews I didn't get to play tonight that was uh, shoshona from the sunflower alliance and also i got to interview fern and that was the representative from the pacifica environment you heard speak at the beginning of the press conference to see the full press conference including the other two interviews head over to first voice media on facebook again that's first voice media on facebook and those videos should be up by tomorrow by noon Now we're going to close out the show with this music break. This is from KPFA's own Ross Kadi and his group Audio Pharmacy. This is their song called Mama. Check it out right here on Full Circle KPFA.
10: bring up the temperature you can call the officer bring on the bombs and the guns and the onslaught she cannot be on it she cannot be i said yeah mama ain't no controlling her bring up the temperature call to the warriors bring on the troops bring the tanks and your soldiers she will not be on no more we taking over yeah mama ain't no stopping her Bring up the temperature, you can call the officers. Bring on the bombs and the guns and the onslaught. She cannot be on it, she will not be by. I said, yeah, mama, ain't no controlling. her. I bring up the temperature, move for your culture. Move, we've been all given the same tools. Now you, what you've been given to stay true. Don't lose, side of the struggle we all cruise Now
2: choose. Don't let the institution control your own views. Get educated and you can build your own schools. Be independent but think collective, no rules. Nobody
10: rules you or your thoughts and that's true. Mama Earth providing the crops, we love you. Mama, ain't no stopping her. Bring up the temperature, you can call the officer. Bring on the bombs and the guns and the onslaught. She cannot be owned it. She will not be by our said Stopping, no controlling, no holding back the flash flooding land. Uh-huh. Sudden disaster after poking about around, I found provoking. Still, poaching left, broken hearted, but she returned with a burning touch. There's so much to learn, but not enough. as for the channel and excuse him from the elements, intelligence has no relevance. Reduce them to their hell's intent. The room fills with fumes that naturally brings your doom. Reciting the wrong passage and never move past. Yes, it. I'm ready, no regretting. Water treading against the current when your bankruptcy's deterring. The message isn't so urgent With the sands of the hour begin to dry up. Everyone will be trying to hold on to that last piece of dust. That against the wind you begin to rust. Just when acid tears fell from the sky, might as well have been from the third eye. I'm sure drilling up Make oars spill her, put land fill her, clear cut mill on her, big while killin' her, print dollar bill her, make man will rape man kill her, over, enter the cops out on the block in they quota, temperature drops and everybody getting colder, who is a controller, mama gon' show ya, you. you can never tame her, train her a controller. you can only worship, caretaker and hold her, mama is the life giver, take her and hold of our spirit, mind and body, Our life we owe her Some will never know her Power and never show her Love and affection She will never lose Mama or Providing our life We love you, Mama
1: And that brings us to the end of tonight's show remember to check out our website kpfaapprentice.org for archive shows and important links and information related to tonight's show also please like and follow first voice media on facebook where we will post all the videos and other material that doesn't always make it to the radio Shout out to the Full Circle crew, Miss M, the executive director, and me, Freewill and Franklin. I have been your host tonight. I'm also the technical director for this show, Full Circle. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, while you're out there, please protect your health and also your humanity. And stay tuned to KPFA. Up next is La Onda Bajita. Good night, everyone.